Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. And welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 49. Shai is on break this week, and I'll be talking with Garen Hess, CEO of Consensus, a leading solutions provider for B2B sales and marketing teams. Garen is a serial software-as-a-service entrepreneur. His last startup was acquired by a public company in 2011. His current business, Consensus, is his latest sales-as-a-service passion and growing fast as a leader in sales and marketing solutions provider. We will be focusing on group buying dysfunction, specifically how it could be killing your B2B sales and what to do about it. Good morning, Garen. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Good morning, Craig. Garen, a lot of businesses are focused on selling B2B. Tell us a little bit about why you started Consensus. Uh, It's a great question. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for about 17 years now. And in my last startup, we had developed software for selling interactive e-learning authoring tools to corporate training departments and HR. So we had to learn how to do B2B sales from the get-go. And that was many years ago. And I learned through just experience, different techniques and challenges. And one of the things that consistently we ran into was selling into groups of buyers. When you're selling into other companies, you're constantly running into different stakeholders, decision makers, influencers, procurement, and so on. And they all have a different role to play and, and different weight and so on in, in the decision-making process. And so that has been a challenge that I've thought about and wrestled with for many, many years. And when we sold that company and I was looking for a new project to work on, a new technology project, I started thinking about how do we address this problem of what we call group buying dysfunction. Uh, I didn't think of it in those terms at that point, but I just looked back at my own experience and said, where are the pain points that matter to me in business? And how could I develop technology to help other business owners get past those pain points more efficiently? Um, Because for me to have the energy and enthusiasm to build a business, it's generally got to be around solving a pain point that I personally have experienced because I can get very passionate about solving that because it's one that I've lived with. And so as I started talking to other sales and marketing leaders and owners of other software companies and other businesses, and I was focused on B2B and asking them about this problem, it became apparent that it was a massive problem that many people didn't have a great answer to or a great way to to deal with. In fact, 77% of the companies that I interviewed and surveyed said that this was a severe or extreme problem that they had no good solution to. And so to me, that helped me realize, oh, this is something I need to try to find a solution for. So we went out and designed an initial beta as we collaborated with a lot of different companies on this in the process, then got out to market in early 2014 and have just been growing ever since. Garen, to make sure we're all on the same page, what is group buying dysfunction and how does it affect the sales cycle and closure rates? Well, group buying dysfunction is a name for the problems that happen when groups of people get together to make a purchasing decision. And I think all of us anecdotally understand how difficult it is to make a decision in groups. Many of us 
say, invite coworkers to go to lunch. And then we all stand around asking, well, where should we go to lunch? And somebody says this, how does everyone feel good about that? Well, I don't know. I don't like Mexican. Well, do you like Chinese? Uh, where should we go? And it, it takes a long time, right? So every additional person, if you were just going to decide to go to lunch yourself, it's pretty straightforward. You add one person to that, it takes longer. You get to a group of five, six, seven people deciding where to go to lunch. It can be pretty difficult if you're having to decide together. So there's a research that CEB, Corporate Executive Board, did a couple of years ago that shows that if you add even one additional person to a purchasing decision, the likelihood of purchasing drops by 26%. Then if you add four or five more where you get down to where that average size is, it drops another 25%. So right there, they've demonstrated in that research that there's a 50 percentage point drop in likelihood to purchase just because of the buying group. And that's really an example of how group buying dysfunction affects the B2B sale. And then it also, as we all know, affects the sales cycle because every time you meet with somebody, they want to introduce you to somebody else. Oh, I think I'll go talk to my boss and, hey, can we get them on the phone? And and the typical way that most sales teams handle this is they just try to set up meeting after meeting, product demo after product demo, and just kind of work through it. Every two or three weeks, they have another meeting, and it just really stretches out that sales cycle. So in summary, group buying dysfunction is the negative impact on the close rate and the sales cycle that having a large group of decision makers has on those two things. Yeah, it reminds me of the days and when you reach this obstacle called the speed bump, if you will, one person is decision maker, and it grows into this mountain that you're trying to attack to win that account or win that piece of business. And the old ways is just throw money at it. You know, like you're saying, the sales presentations, oh, maybe we should have them introduced to our VP of this and VP of that, and that'll move right. it along, right? Right. And it used to be that you could sell into the C-suite and they would make a purchase decision and kind of go top down. But that just doesn't happen anymore. And a lot of people have different ideas about why that's changed, given the recession that started in 2008 or uh, just changes in workplace demographics or whatever. But the reality is that trying to sell into the top management and just get that purchase done, even if you get access to that C-suite, they're going to go to their top lieutenants and ask them their opinion, and they're rarely able or willing to move forward without buy-in and uh, driving agreement between and among their supporting influencers and decision makers that work with them. Let's talk a little bit about some of the different participants in the buying group. How would you categorize them or how would you characterize some of the classic ones? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times salespeople think of them as just the decision maker or an influencer. And while those are very meaningful categories, I think we need to go a little bit more granular and more thoughtful about it. One way, for example, is to think about it in terms of their roles in the overall purchase. So sometimes you're talking to somebody who is somebody that we call maybe the access owner or the access stakeholder. So what that means is this is the person in the buying group that is helping you get access to other people there. So it might be an administrative assistant. It might be the VP who actually needs for you to talk to the end user or the person who's going to implement the project. And so a lot of times you have that internal champion that is helping you get around the company, but they're not necessarily trying to solve the problem, but they own the access to all the other stakeholders. And so if you can identify who that is 
and help build a relationship there, then you're going to be able to more effectively discover and engage those other stakeholders. Now, another stakeholder or participant in the buying group, another role would be the problem owner. And this is who we're typically talking to. The person who wants to solve the problem, they're usually the most enthusiastic about championing our cause inside an organization. And they go around trying to sell on our behalf. And yet a lot of times they just own the problem. They don't own the budget. They don't own the signature on the contract. They don't necessarily even own the access to the right people. They may try to help you get to those other stakeholders or participants, but they may just own the problem. They're they're tasked with solving the problem. And a lot of times when you're in B2B sales, you ask the problem owner, are you the decision maker? Are there other people who have to get in on this? And who's the decision maker? The challenge is, and this is a key point I want to emphasize, and that is that the person purchasing your product or solution, this is probably the only time they're going to do it. They might purchase a similar product at some point in their career in another position, another company or something. But in general, this is the only time they're making that purchasing decision. They don't necessarily know who should get involved. In fact, you as the seller probably know more about who should get involved to make the purchasing decision than the buyer. That's not always the case, but many times we find it's the case. And what we advocate for is that sellers need to become more buying coaches or buying consultants. So if you've got one of these participants in your buying group and they're working through the purchase, a lot of times they're not going to know who's involved. They may think they do. So you say, who's the decision maker? They'll say, I am, only to find out that the day they're supposed to sign, they find out they can't sign for it and they can't allocate budget for it. And it's not their fault for not knowing. It's just they've never made this kind of purchase before. So I would just say, think about when you dissect your buying group, you know, do I have an access owner? Who is that? Who's getting me access? Do I have, who's owning the problem? Who owns the budget? Who owns the signature? So those are just a few different categories you might think about as you work with the buying group. So this is sounding like one well-orchestrated symphony that the account manager really needs to do tremendous detail investigation and putting together a well-designed plan, which embodies a lot of the assets of the company or the B2B going after this business. How does that play out with some of your technologies that you're bringing to the table? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges is actually just discovering and engaging the different stakeholders in the first place. At Consensus, what we've done is design software as a service that accelerates B2B sales by driving agreement across different stakeholders in the buying group. And the way that it does that is it delivers a personalized video and document-based demo to each stakeholder in the buying group based on their unique interests. And then we track how they engage with the demo and how they interact and answer questions. And we gather all of that data back in the form of analytics and feed it back to the salesperson. And then we also feed it back to the internal champion that is tag teaming with the salesperson to help them more effectively close the deal. And so instead of leaving it up to the B2B sales rep to personalize that product education and have multiple conversations, what we're doing is we're automating the personalized product or solution education in a way that it reduces the number of conversations you have and it also helps you discover and engage each stakeholder in the buying group faster than you would normally. So you get a reduction in your sales cycle and then because we're educating them 
with content that is relevant just to them, they're more likely to make the purchase and be on board and it helps drive agreement. So in the end, what Consensus is doing is helping to deliver better close rates and shorter sales cycles. Garen, I can really understand the acceleration for both the sales cycle and for the end user or the buyer in this situation, be able to get the needed information they're looking for and to be able to understand exactly what we're going to be talking about way before you even have a good conversation speeds the whole process and is excellent use of their time also. Yeah, exactly. Nobody likes to sit through sales demos or conversations that aren't relevant to them. And that's one of the things personally that drove my interest is I hate sitting through demos of other products, even that I'm interested in. If they're just demoing me the standard thing that I have, you know, there's 10 features and I have no interest in six of them, right? Or whatever it might be. And I often will interrupt the salesperson and say, hey, you know, I really am not interested in this part. Can we move on? Now, good salespeople will avoid that. But Consensus technology just makes sure every single prospect doesn't have that experience. Instead, they, ha- they get to see and go deep on those things that are most relevant to them. Well, Garen, I really appreciate you joining us today and adding so much to the conversation in this area. Appreciate you joining us today and look forward to chatting with you again sometime. Oh, thanks, Craig. It was really my pleasure. And I really hope that what I've shared today can provide some value for your listeners and appreciate your time. Our conversation today has been with Garen Hess, CEO Consensus. You can learn more about Garen and Consensus, as well as links to ebooks, infographics, and webinars on our show notes at businessownersradio.com. And after you've listened to the latest episode and waiting for the Monday release of the next, you might consider doing what Shy and I do while driving or hitting the trails. Listen to the latest business books on Audible. It's a great way to manage your time while continually adding to your growing business knowledge. Business Owners Radio and Audible.com have teamed up to offer you a free audiobook with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Choose from over 180,000 titles for your mobile device. Just look for the Audible 30-day free trial logo in the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.